Golfcast. Presented by Bones Brothers Media. It is always a blast when the tour stops at Sawgrass. And the Players' Championship coming up this weekend. The fifth major is what they call it on the PGA Tour. The famed Pete Dye track, the Sawgrass course. TW Man 66 and Bones DK Golf. TW Man, how you doing today? Doing great. We're ready to get back at it. Score another big cash this week. Yeah, we talked to B. Covey 7 last night. Uh, Bones DK. What a great conversation we had with him. You know, you look at our track record, uh, over $125,000 in winnings from the Bones DK golf family now. I mean, it's got to feel good. A little feather in your cap with B. Covey getting one this weekend, eh? Yeah, it felt really good, uh, B. Covey getting one. I couldn't have thought of anybody anybody else uh, to be happier for. So, uh, hopefully he's going to keep the heater going and catch another one this week, the players. Like we said, the Players' Championship, they call it the fifth major on tour. Uh, It's a par 72, about 7,200 yards, Bermuda with velvet bent grass and small, fast greens. A lot of water and a lot of sand also, wild man, but it is a scorable course, and it's like one of those courses on tour like Augusta. I mean, I hate to compare it, but this course never changes, and a lot of guys have course history out here. A lot of that's got to come into play this week when you're forming your lineup. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, the time of the year in Florida matters as well. So you'd think every one of these courses in Florida is Bermuda, but this is actually going to have overseed on it uh, to help the grass grow in the cooler temperatures, temperatures in the 60s, 70s for the last few months. So it's actually not playing like a Bermuda grass course. So keep that in mind if that's something you're targeting. Loaded field, Bones DK. 48 out of the top 50 players in the world are going to be here, including Dustin Johnson, who comes in as the favorite at 12 to 1. Bryson DeChambeau, who just won last week, comes in at 14 to 1. What are the key stats you're looking for? A lot of heavy hitters, but this is a not only a loaded field, it's a huge field. 113 golfers uh, going to tee off in the first round here. So what are the key stats you're looking for, Bones DK, as we head to Sawgrass? Yeah, I don't think uh, heavy hitters are going to have much of an advantage on the other players this week. So I'm not going to focus too much on driving distance. I'm looking at strokes, gained approach, and ball striking. And like you said, or like Wildman said, the greens are not really playing like Bermuda. So I'm not really going to focus on putting this week. I actually might take a couple gambles on guys that usually can't putt, like a Corey Connors or a Grio. Um, but strokes, stroke speed approach and ball striking are my key stats this week. Looking forward to hearing who uh, you individually uh, are going to put in your lineup this weekend here in just a few minutes. But the field is loaded, Wild Man. We just said that. Who on tour, who out of this field, gonna kind of put you on the spot here? What kind of, let's say this, not, not necessarily tell me a specific man, but what type of golfer does the TPC Sawgrass set up best for? who's out there on tour, who's going to be competing this weekend? That's a great question. Uh, it actually favors the more conservative player because of how much trouble there is out here. You don't see a ton of big numbers because guys have learned over the years that hitting risky off the tee in particular can lead you into some serious trouble. So you've got to play uh, particularly um, smart tee shots and not just hit good shots, but actually hit to the right, the correct, side of the fairway on some of these holes. So we're looking at a lot of guys that move the ball right to left. So that would be a draw for a right-handed player or a cut for a left-handed player. Um, and if you look at the guys that have won here in the past and had success, you got, you know, Coochers and Webb Simpson, 
Rory McIlroy, guys like that that move the ball right to left. Uh, you're not going to find that anywhere else, really, unless you've watched a lot of golf. And what I mean by find that is on any of these other websites or podcasts. I haven't heard many people talking about that. To me, it's important. And also, you know, when you think about the field, I think you said it was 100 and however many players. It's actually 145 or 150 players. So it's a big field. And the only way into this field is really to earn your way in. So it plays a lot like a major. You got, you know, 48 of the top 50 golfers in the world. You've got the, by far, the largest single event prize on the PGA Tour other than the FedEx Cup. It's 2.7 mil for the win here. Uh, conversely, you know, you're about 2 million for a major. So if you don't think these guys play for money, you're crazy, right? Uh, you're going to be a lot of nerves, a lot of intensity. It's a very, very coveted uh, tournament. So look for the cream of the crop to rise as it usually does in these big events. What do you think about that, Bones DK? Uh, is the conservative golfer the right golfer for this course, or can a maverick come out there and, and tear it up? Hideki Matsuyama, by the way, um, this this the, the tour stopped here last year when COVID nineteen shut the country down. Hideki Matsuyama went out and shot the course record in the first round of sixty three. So conservative play may reward those, but aggressive play, high risk, high reward. What do you think? What kind of golfers? Uh, going to win this this week, Bones DK. Yeah, you got to watch out for the water this week. There's 17 water hazards in play, so I, I tend to agree with Wildman. You want to be a little conservative here, but that doesn't mean you know you should fade Bryson or anybody like that that pounds the ball and just hoping for a shorter shot. So you just want to watch out for those guys that tend to find the water, kind of like a Tony Fee. Now I think about him a lot when there's water, um, but yeah, it's. Uh, it's a crazy field. The pricings are, are, are nice this week, in my opinion. I think there's a lot of value down below and in the $9,000 range. So, you know, I'm looking to, you know, build a little balance build, maybe with some conservative players and a little riskier players that can string up uh, strings and birdies together. So it's kind of both, you know. Number 18 at TPC is a long par four with water down the left side. Speaking of Bryson DeChambeau, the PGA Tour has verified that that is considered in course out of bounds. So you cannot cut that water off on the corner there. Is that fair to Bryson DeChambeau, wild man? And and to that point, before we get into your individual picks, how good is Bryson DeChambeau for golf right now? Is he good for golf? I think he's great. I mean, if you are a historian and you're an Arnold Palmer guy, you like Palmer because he was different. You know, he was risky. He went for the green and two, you know, smoking cigs on the course kind of thing. I think Bryson's got some of that appeal. Um, certainly not as a cool guy, but but as somebody who's changing the game and modernizing it. Um, and I'm, I'm a big fan of it. I, I just believe that, you know, you're not going to pick a pitcher out of Major League Baseball if he throws 110 miles an hour because it's too hard, you know. Uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan of his and, I think he's pretty darn good. He's not going to be able to overpower a course like this. There's no way to do it because of the angles and because of the dog leg, the hazard, and then what you just mentioned that they're, um, I don't know, is that a Bryson rule that they're considering that in course out of bounds? You're not getting the distance? You know, I didn't get to read too much of it. I was just scrolling through Twitter right before we came on the air, and I saw that they're going to consider that in course out of bounds, so he cannot cut the corner. And yeah, I would say that's a Bryson DeChambeau rule, although that may have already been in the rule book. I'm not a, you know, a, 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 I don't 
read it from front to back, the rules, that's for sure. In fact, I've never picked up a rule book <laughs> and opened the cover. <laughs> just, just so you know, just for anybody listening quickly, what that means is that typically when you go into a water hazard, you get the distance to where it crossed into the hazard or last touch on the surface. So in this case, it would be considered out of bounds, meaning you have to re-tee or drop where you hit that shot from. So that's extremely penal if he doesn't clear the water there and hit the, the other side of the turf. So um, the stupid rule, you know, stop changing the game. It's not like he's, he's not Tiger Woods. He doesn't have 80 wins. He does like have, seven wins. he has nine PGA Tour wins, three in the last calendar year, one major, and I think what bothers a lot of guys is he uses that long putter and anchors it to his arm. You know, there's a lot of, um, he's polarizing, but let me say this, he takes on all the haters with a smile. He is never uh, rude or obnoxious, in my opinion, behind the microphone. He always seems pretty polite. He was very gracious when he won this past weekend at the Honor of Palmer Invitation. What do you think, Bones DK? Is the criticism against Bryson fair? Uh, no, I mean, I've been touting this guy the last couple of weeks. I thought he was going to win. I think he's great for the game. He's fun to watch. I mean, I was watching him on Sunday. It's just incredible watching him hit the ball and what he can do. So uh, bring on entertainment for golf. Get the sport of golf, uh, you know, more fans. And let's keep watching. I love it. I mean, he absolutely put on a show for everyone on number six two days in a row um, by blasting it over the water. And I mean, it was a highlight reel all over the place, an athletic feat like you can't believe. All right, let's dive into this field. We mentioned uh, just a few moments ago, just Dustin Johnson, I should say, is the favorite here. He's at uh, 12 to 1 on DraftKings right now. Rory McIlroy, who's the defending champ, who has never defended a title on tour, by the way, comes in at fourteen to one. Bryson DeChambeau at fourteen to one. John Rahm at sixteen to one. Um, tell me a little bit. Any of these guys moving the needle right off the get go here, Rob? You know, we, we talked about a balanced build. I know off the air last night we were kind of talking talking about a stars and scrub build though too, because not a whole lot of people are going to be doing that. So, do any of these guys kind of fall into that stars and scrubs lineup for you? Yeah, you know, I just. I just see a lot of value this week in the 9K and 8K range again. Uh, I've been, last week, the Stars and Scrubs paid off, like for B. Kobe, you know, you had Bryson and another top guy in there. But, you know, you got DJ 11-2. When you go down, you got Justin Thomas and Bryson DeChambeau under $10,000. And these Brysons came out before the tournament was over. Uh, people might not realize that. So Bryson was 9700 before he won. Uh, Corey Connors was 7,300 before he made that run and came in second place. So I think there's some advantage in pricing this week that you can look at. So the guys that moved the needle for me in the beginning actually aren't at the top. I think Xander's sitting there, you know, he's just staring me down at 10-3. I think he's probably going to be low on this week. People are forgetting about him. But um, I'm definitely going to start my lineup this week in the $9,000 range. Uh, specifically Webb Simpson. I love him this week. He's probably my favorite play and safest play. And then, you know, guys like Morikawa, Patrick Cantley, who I think is going to be low-owned as well, uh, with Hovland right there. He's been playing great. Even though Hovland might have scared some people off this week with a bad Sunday, but I'm definitely looking at a 9K range to start my lineup this week. If Hovland is playing well, he is incredibly difficult to beat. And a name that you threw out there also, Xander Shoffley, you know, he's got to get across the finish line here pretty soon. He's been uh, really hyped up as this great player. 
and he just has not been producing over the last, say, three, four, five months on the calendar, going back into even last season's uh, finishing of last season. So, Wildman, anybody at that top tier uh, that you're thinking about inserting in your lineup because you just can't live without him this weekend? No, I wouldn't say can't live without, but, uh, you know, for me, DJ's a fade. Um, he's, like I described earlier, he's a cut player. So that's, that's hurt him over the past few years at this course. Now, he's started to trend better. Uh, he had a T5 last year when it was played in 2019. But prior to that, you know, kind of struggled where he was relying on his talent to get him there. And I just don't know if it's enough at a course like this where you manage it. Um, so I'm going to pass on DJ. I'm looking at John Rahm, though. I've, I've seen some metrics that have him as the odds-on favorite to win uh, considerably. So, you know, I'm looking at him a lot. He had a good finish here last year, kind of faded down the stretch to Rory. Um, but he's competed here in the past. Three straight uh, three straight made cuts with uh, last year being his best finish. But I'd look at him, but I, I tend to agree with Rob. I'm going down a little bit. For me, like, Morikawa is the quintessential example. Okay, you're getting a guy that's only been on the PGA Tour for, like, a year. He's got multiple wins, a World Golf Championship, a major, lost in a playoff, one last or two weeks ago at the concession, which, by the way, is a course management course off the tee. So, kind of plays similar to what we're looking at here. Um, getting him for 9400 is insane. I, I think he should actually be right below DJ. Um, so to me, that's extraordinary value. And then uh, finally, you know, my thing about Hovland, he, I'm going to fade him too. Extremely talented player. I think he's too aggressive. So we'll see how that plays out. He's never played professionally here at Sawgrass. Uh, but he's the guy you're looking at that might be trying to cut corners. Might be pulling the three wood out when a lot of guys are pulling out a four iron and uh, getting himself into some trouble because he hits it so pure, which can actually penalize you here with some of these dog legs. So, fade uh, on Hovland as well for me. Love the analysis about Morikawa there. Um, it is absolutely a course management course out there. And at the concession, even though he pulled away there at the end, early in that round, he had to make some big putts to hold off some guys that were kind of nipping at his heels, which he did, and then he pulled away after that. This course is a course management course. He's red hot right now, too, and if he gets another win, you know, this guy could be the number one player. Like you said, Wild Man, he has only been on tour for a year. This guy could be the number one player in the world by the end of the year if he can pick up a win here at the TPC. So, uh, we talk about him getting great value at 9,400. Any other guy at that 9,000 tier and below? Let's go between 8,000 and 9,000 here, Bones DK. Uh, who are you getting extreme value out of through that set of guys? Yeah, I'll just say re- real quick, Webb Simpson, Morikawa, and Cantley will be on my top picks. I'll post that later, but I love uh, Wildman's take on Morikawa as well. I think a couple people are actually going to be off him coming off of win. Uh, people are a little scared of that, and I love that. I hope hopefully, hopefully he's really low owned too with Patrick Cantley there. So I'm, I am trying to look at guys that are going to be high owned this week and try to fade it. Because there is so much danger this week. If you get a chalky guy at 25% owned and he goes water and hits an eight, you're going to have a huge advantage on the field if you don't have him. And, you know, 75% of the field don't have him. So uh, just to take there, in, in the $8,000 range, I love Scotty Scheffler, even though I think he's extremely high priced, 8900 
I uh, hate to see him that high, but I also think that's going to scare people off him. And, you know, surrounded by Reed and Berger and Hideki, another guy who I like this week, I think Scheffler is a great pivot off most of those guys. Um, Scheffler, Hideki, and I'm going to scroll all the way down to the final two guys, Adam Scott and Jason Day. I love both those guys. Scott has an incredible history, and he's also rating out well on my website, uh, fantasynational.com. I'm looking at. So, and then Jason Day... Uh, $8,000. I just think he's a little cheap there. He's won here before, a couple top 10. And uh, this guy just seems to be on the winning lineups and DraftKings all the time. He actually burned me and Wildman before last year, and then he was on the Kobe $3,000 lineup. So Jason Day is another guy I'm looking at uh, strongly. Field is just absolutely loaded. I mean, you know, this is a – what do you think – we talk about Patrick Reed, it seems like, every time on the Bones DK golf cast. He's such a great player. Is he too aggressive for this course, wild man? Patrick Reed, in a one-sentence answer? No, I wouldn't say he's too aggressive. Four out of five made cuts here. No better finish than a T22. So, pass for me. What do you know? Scheffler, Berger, Matsuyama – who are you pivoting off of? Robbie said he likes the uh, Bones DK said he likes the the Scheffler pivot. I mean, how do you not love Burger at eighty eight hundred? Also, that seems like a bargain to me. Yeah, you got this. Is really where you're going to make or break it, you know. Especially if I guess regardless of which style of lineup you build, you're going to land somewhere in this eight K range. And you got a lot of solid players here uh, who you could all sort of add up together with Fitzpatrick and M and Casey Spieth. You know, Matsuyama, I guess Spieth being the only major winner out of those guys, but really terrible history here. Uh, only one made cut in his last five appearances. But playing well, so maybe he gets some ownership there. Um, you know, you're going to just have to kind of pick your guy here and determine who you think is, in my opinion, the best player off the tee. And that doesn't mean who can hit it the farthest. That means who can control their golf ball the best and, and play to win. Um, Scheffler's never played here professionally either. I feel like he's the guy who's ready to go. He shot a 68 here last year in the canceled tournament. I wanted to bring that up, Wadman. No one knows he plays here, but he did play round one, and he shot a 68. Uh, it was T7 after day one, so I, I love him there. Yeah, and, and for sure. And, I mean, like, I, I have – you know, when you get down to that Jason Day, Adam Scott range, there's two guys with – with flawless course history here. Uh, both are champions. Both haven't missed a cut since 2015 or 14. You know, they've been making a lot of cuts here. Um, then you go down to like a Cameron Smith, who um, is playing really well. History's not good here. Never shot in the 60s and 10 career rounds here. Um, so, you know, again, you're just going to sort of have to zero in on what you're looking for. But for me, it's control off the tee and strokes gain T to green. And honestly, of all the guys in the AK range, besides Scheffler, who we like, I would put my money on Adam Scott. That's interesting analysis. I I, I, am, I always look at the odds that um, William Hill Sportsbook puts out versus the pricing on DraftKings. So just to talk about those guys that we were talking about there, Jordan Spieth, Vegas seems to like the most at 25-1. to 1. And then Fleetwood, Scheffler, Matsuyama, Reed, and Berger are all 35-1, to 1, according to the William Hill Sportsbook. So that's just some interesting pricing versus odds in Vegas right there. Um, Spieth, you know, could be a bargain there. And 
you know, so could Patrick Reed at 35 to 1. If he's 9,000 and at 35 to 1, you know, it's just, it, it, I always like to look at that, guys. Do you ever look at that also, Buns DK? Ever? You know, all the time, Edge. I'm actually really happy you brought that up. And the scary, scary part about Scheffler is he, he's up there at $8,900 and he's 50 to 1. And then you have Fleetwood down at seventy nine hundred dollars at thirty five, thirty five to one. That doesn't mean Vegas necessarily loves them. That could mean that people are betting on Fleetwood and his odds are going up because of that. But that's definitely something to look at, and it's it's something I, I wouldn't make my lineup around that. But if you're torn between a few guys, um, I think that can definitely sway your decision. However, you know my my point on Scotty is you know he's fifty to one, he's eighty nine hundred. I think he's a little high price. But again, I think that's going to bring his ownership down, which can be a great advantage on you if he does come off. Also about Cam Smith, he's $7,900. He went water, I think, twice or three times on the same hole or in the same round last week and actually earned Kobe pretty bad. So talk about water, a guy that goes for it. I know Cam Smith, just in recent history, goes water a lot there. So I'm probably going to... Uh, fade him, even though he's playing great. I think he is playing great. That seven to seventy nine hundred range is interesting because you have Louie, who we love so much on the podcast. Here we have Tommy Fleetwood, who we just talked about, had great odds. Um, Billy Horschel, who was in the running just a few weeks ago at seventy seven hundred. Kokrak, who we thought was going to have a big week last week at seventy seven hundred. Zalatoris, Max Homa, who won earlier this year at seventy six hundred. Molinari. I mean, there's a lot of big names. Still in that $7,000 range. And just so you know, in 2018, top seven golfers in DraftKings scoring were below 7,300. In 2019, three of the top six golfers in DraftKings scoring were in the $6,000 range. So we talked about the 8,000 to 9,000 winning it for you. I think this range is more important. And it was actually for B. Covey last week also. When you think about his win, it was kind of the scrubs, the Keegan Bradleys of the world, who's not usually at the top of the leaderboard, that it took for him to win fifty-two grand last week. Where do you stand on that, T.W. Man? Yeah, I'm big in this range, man. I, and I've got two solid plays. In my model, this golfer comes in number five overall. Um, the kind of golfer I'm targeting, as I've mentioned before, is the manager, T. to Green, this week. That guy is Abraham Answer. Uh, and I believe he's 7,500. I'm not looking at drafting pricing right now, but uh, he's a guy I'm all over this week. Uh, a guy that has been in contention many, many times, recently even, and a man if he can just make some putts and bring an average putter coupled with that great tee to green game, uh, he can do some damage here. And uh, he's coming off a 12th place in his only appearance here. The other guy is Joaquin Neiman. Uh, this will be his first professional appearance here. Um, but man, is he, he's probably the most accurate iron player on the planet right now. Uh, and I don't say that as a joke. This guy can dial it in and pour in birdies. 7,700 to me, uh, extreme bargain. I think he should be priced probably more in that like low 88,000 range with the, uh, Fitzpatrick's and, and, uh, those kinds of guys. So two guys in targeting in the seven K range, big time. How about uh, one other quick thing I do want to mention? Sorry. Uh, this guy has missed five in a row here, but he's coming in off some, some decent form, and he actually shot a 65 in the opening round last year. It's uh, Harris English. Yeah, nice. I was going to mention him, wild man. <laughs> last five. Cut, 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 cut. 
So play your own risk. Matt Kuchar, try not to laugh too hard. Four top tens, a ton of course history here. Uh, he is a guy that is very conservative. We're getting now down into the 7,200 range, but what about the low 7,000s, Rob? Anybody in that vicinity looking to crack your lineup card this week? Um, I'm going to box this guy's name. I don't know if I've ever figured it out yet, but it's Christian Bezendenhout. I just call him Bez. You know, a B-E-Z. Uh, but this guy's been playing great. He had a good finish last week in a Florida swing. And you talk about the round from last year. I'm not hanging too much on it, but there is, I think that's a great look that people aren't even going to notice. And he, he shot uh, 65 in the first round as well, tying with Harris English and Siwoo Kim for T2 last year. Uh, I think I believe he's $7,100. Uh, I really like that guy. And also uh, Chris, Chris Kirk. Uh, he's just a guy that I've been playing over and over again the last couple of weeks. He let me down when I played him in Survivor to make the cut, but that was the only missed cut he has in the last five rounds uh, with a couple of top 20s. This guy has uh, been just playing. He's been earning himself into these tournaments, and I really like a guy like that. $7,000. I think he's a very safe play down there for you. All right, before we get Rob's top picks of the week, uh, TW Man. Let's hear your Flyer of the Week and anybody else you want to talk about before we sign off. Flyer of the Week coming up here in, in one second. Kuchar, Edge? Yes. There's two tournaments on the PGA Tour that I look at Kuchar, and this is one of them. The other one is uh, uh, Hilton Head, Harbor Town. There's a really good chance Kuchar finds his way into my lineup this week. Do you know who Jerry Kelly is? I do. He's a senior tour player. He's had a couple top 20s here in the last five years. Because he can manage the course, he's played here dozens of times. He's had good finishes, right-to-left ball hitter. And Kuchar checks the boxes. I'm telling don't be surprised. If he was like 500 bucks cheaper, he'd be the flyer of the week. Um, also, Rob Bazudenhut is the number one bet <laughs> player of the week. <laughs> the There's more what money on Bazudenhut. Bazudenhut. There's more money. On Bazudenhut this week is seventy-five to one than any other player currently. All right, so if you're still listening, that's a big deal. I'm trying to fade chalk this week, so I think I've been, I'm in chalk and city. Chalk. Yeah. All right, only a few minutes left you here, know, boys. Tw man, we need yeah. the flyer of the week. Flyer of the week. I've won significant money on this guy before. He's on my Mount Rushmore. Sixty-eight hundred bucks. Uh, coming in off a 70 in the first round of the canceled COVID players last year and a 20th in 2019. Ryan Moore, 6,800 bucks, flyer of the week. All right, Bones, DK Golf, only a couple minutes left. Let's hear who you got in your lineup this week. Top picks. Yeah, I'm going to post this later with a more official list, but uh, I told you in the beginning, there's maybe guys added and taken off, so definitely go to the list. But, you know, and I'm going to go to the $9,000 range and start there with Webb Simpson, Morikawa, and Patrick Cantley. Um, $8,000 range, Scotty Scheffler, Hideki Matsuyama, Adam Scott, and Jason Day. Um, and then you go down to the $7,000 range. You have Fleetwood, who Wildman doesn't think is going to be chalky. I think he is. I still, these pricings were out before he played well, so I, I really like Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, Joaquin Neiman, this dude is $7,700, like Wildman said. Uh, he might be a lock. <laughs> I don't know. That, he just seems way too low. I think he should be about $8,300. Uh, love Harris English. I'm a fade on Abraham Answer because I think he's going to be Chalk City 
over 20% owned. So I'll just throw that out there. He might come up big for everybody, but, uh, you know, I, I, I've heard a lot of people talk about him. He, he is rating out well, but I'm, I'm fading him this week. Um, that's pretty much him and Bezen Hout. Zuden Hoot. However you say his name. Zuden Hoot. Big and Hoot. Big and Hoot. 7100. Big Buggy. Down down West Virginia. Big and Hoot. Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. We got Chris Kirk. Uh, Love Keegan Bradley at 6900. His dad is the Jackson Hole. Uh, pro where I used to work for four years. So I just love, love that guy. So I'm going to play him every week. And uh, the last guy here is Grio. I love him at $6,700. Uh, that guy can string up birdies. has good history here. I think his price is a little low as well. I think he can be easily in the $7,000 range. Uh, subject, subject to change, but that's, that's my topics right now. Well, we got through the entire podcast without mentioning Lanto Griffin. So let me just say it right now. Lanto Griffin, everybody. Wildman, final thoughts before the TPC Sawgrass this week. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to give you a top five, a top 10, and a top 25. I'm going to say Patrick Cantlay, top fives it. Adam Scott, top 10s it. Matt Kuchar, top 25s it. And Ryan Moore makes the cut. Final thoughts, Bones DK, before right. we sign off. I like those bets. Um, Wildman, we're going to try to get some more bets in for the, for the followers as well coming up. Uh, moving forward. So we'll get better content, more bets out there. I love throwing those uh, top 20s and top 10 bets out there. And I like all those guys as well. So, uh, lock them in. He is Bones DK Golf. Follow him on Twitter. The other guy is TWMan66. Follow him on Twitter. I am Golf Guy WV. Thanks so much for listening to the Golf Show.